Tommy. Tommy. We shouldn't be doing this. I'm saying the words almost involuntarily. I can feel his hands grabbing me. I can feel the weight of our meat rubbing together. I can feel his rough hands, his lips. I can smell him. I can almost taste him. And then I wake up. I wake up and I see Amir's beautiful, sweet, gorgeous face, still asleep. He's got like a, like a half smile. He just seems totally at ease. And I just sit and I watch him sleep for a good 10 or so minutes. And then slowly he's roused from his sleep. And he sees me. His eyes light up and he smiles. He rolls over onto his stomach and he buries his face in the pillow. And he says, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he just turns so that I can see him. And he says, it wasn't a dream. I'm like, yeah. I felt the same thing when I woke up too. Amir was so real. Ugh. I could just stay in bed with him forever. And it's a weekend. I can stay in bed with him for a lot longer than I normally could. But my phone rings. My phone rings and it's work. And I pick up the phone and one of my front desk workers, who, by the way, is like, I've been restructuring a lot um, in some of our department, not restructuring, but like shaving off here, managing expenses, so to speak, so that I can really start giving substantial raises to some of my employees. Um, and this girl is one of them. She never calls me, never addresses me with any sort of problem that she hasn't already tried to work out a solution for even though it's not really her job to do such. And she calls me, she says, hey, Mr. Brooks, um, we have a little bit of a situation. One of the, the person who's supposed to fill in for her, no call, no showed. And she said, I can stay an extra hour and a half um, until the next shift shows up. Um, but she says, I have to take my kid back to daycare or I have to take my kid into daycare. And I said, you know what? please do not worry about it. I'll come in and I'll cover the couple hours that it takes for the next shift to show up. Um, and she's like, really? And I'm like, of course. Like, I mean, she's done me the biggest favor, even volunteering her time to stay. I mean, it's te technically volunteering because you're on the clock, but still essentially volunteering her time to stay. Um, but that means that I do have to um, get myself put together and heading to work for a shift. My team thinks it's so weird that I fill in. Like housekeeping, front desk, like I guess, like at my old club, I mean, James wouldn't, would never do that. But at clubs where there's like general managers for the club and not just a district manager overseeing that club and many other clubs, I don't think it should be weird that the manager steps in and fills in where it's, anyway, that's not important. The important thing is, how am I going to get out of his bed? Because I really don't want to leave. Um, and I tell him, he seems a little disappointed. 
but he's definitely, definitely supportive. And we get a few more minutes of just holding each other and talking. I hold him in my arms and I run my hands along his forehead, through his hair. It really doesn't feel real, our connection. Everything, the circumstances, everything. It just doesn't feel. It almost feels it's happening so fast. It's happening really fast. So I pick my stuff up eventually and I get ready to go to work. Um, I use Amir's ridiculously large shower and I head into work. I gave my team members the choice of whether or not, um, and I've been cautioned against being democratic in these sort of things, but I really wanted to know because I couldn't make up my own mind. So I just asked, I asked the people who work the weekend, would you rather have fewer people coming in with longer shifts or would you like, you know, these really short shifts? And a lot of them really wanted the extra couple of hours, especially the ones that are in college, um, wanted the extra couple of hours of work and, opted for many shifts throughout the day. So my work shift here wasn't going to be that long. I worked the the desk for a good two and a half hours and pretty much that was it. I get off my work shift. I go over to my computer just to ch- catch up on emails. I'm already there, I might as well. Um, I look at some emails, see if anything needs to be, anything is urgent and pressing for my attention. And Amir shows up. And he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I actually came to work out. And you're going to work out with me. And my, what I call my, my fat boy spidey senses are tingling. My former fat boy spidey senses are tingling. Um, because I've seen him here work out. And he is a monster. I... Listen, I can, I can, I can, I can throw down. I can throw down, and my body has shaped up nicely, um, sometimes unrecognizably. But the way this man works out scares me, and he sees my hesitation, and he gives me a devious smile, and he's like, "I'll see you out on the floor." He gives me a kiss on the cheek, and he takes off. I love the way he dresses when he works out, like long sweats and like a really thin. Not a hoodie, but like a, a really thin, like a t-shirt type thing, but with the, like the sleeves cut off and like the hood and it covers his face. Like he's super low key when he works out. Um, and I'm nervous. I join him on the workout floor where he proceeds for the next hour to kick my ass. Like I did something wrong to him. <laughs> like I did something wrong to him. And I almost think like, is this payback for the night before? Because he did tell me that he was a little sore. Um, but Hey, I think it was, it was, it was fun for me and it was fun for him too. But besides that's, that's beside the point. Um, after the workout, I am reeling and he says that he's going to go shower. Now our locker rooms. Oh, I should explain this too. So I'm used to gyms. I'm used to clubs where like my club on the other side of town, um, it's like a family place and people come there. They have family memberships. And they come there to work out. They come there for their fitness goals. They come there for a lot of different reasons. This club is different. Most of the people that work out in this club are already in shape. 
they're maintaining, but at the same time, a lot of their shape has to do with um, <clears throat> surgery, if you know what I mean. Um, a lot of plastic in this club. And it's not the same. It's like almost like a completely different company, whereas one is like about your fitness goals. And the other one, this club that I'm at, is really about, it's a status symbol. Paying 280 bucks a month for a membership is a status symbol um, and is a networking opportunity for some. And it's what I call an executive club. Not everybody can afford to come here or not everybody chooses to spend their money in this type of way, um, whether they can afford to or not. And at the same time, like it's for, it's as if you were to live in like a gated community, this would be like the, the, the country club in the community, essentially. And people use it as such. They use it for their community status and they use it for business and network opportunities. It's just that type of place, which means that on the weekend, nobody shows up. I didn't even realize like, Nobody's nobody comes in here on the weekends hardly. There was like I remember we saw two other people out on the workout floor the entire time I was out there. And I was like, man, do we really need to be not that I'm saying we shouldn't be open on the weekends, but I'm like, there's just we're basic basically babysitting equipment. It's anyway, that's not that's that's beside the point. But it does kind of contribute to what happened next. Um our locker rooms are set up and we have like an executive portion of the lockers, and then we have the main locker room area and in the executive portion there's like a little hangout spot where you can like watch tv and um like we have like coffee and like food and like all kinds of things that you can do and like different things for like relaxation there's massage table or not massage table excuse me massage chairs and um it's just like a little chill spot and then you can go into the actual shower locker room locker room area and I'm in the little chill spot waiting for Amir to shower. And I get a text. And it says, nobody's here. Come meet me in the shower. And I'm like, no, 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 dude. Like, are you, are you serious? Like, absolutely not. I work here. This is like a really, not, this is not a good idea. The next thing I knew, I was outside of his um, shower door, wrapped in a towel, and I glanced over my shoulders to make sure nobody could see me going in. And I step in on him, and he is leaning up against the shower and just kind of lightly stroking his dick. And it's so thick. And when I go in there, he's got his hair down, and it's like covering his face and... Oh my God, he was all soapy and just something about the glimmering of the light. The showers have like kind of like a bit of a low light sort of thing going on and something about that low light and just the, the glistening of the water and the suds of the soap. He just looked extra yummy. He looked extra delicious. And I soap up and I start to rinse off a little bit. So I'm not like super sweaty for him. And he doesn't wait. He pushes himself against me and he starts to kiss me. And I am beside myself 
and how aggressive he is. He lifts me up off the ground and pushes me against the wall, wraps my legs around his body, and just begins thrusting his hard dick up against me. He's not penetrating me yet, but boy, is he close. And he turns me around and he starts, he smacks like my ass and he's gripping it and he's like spreading it apart and he's fingering me and I'm moaning and I'm trying to, trying to control it because it's, it's happening so fast, but like anybody who's walking by can hear us. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. And I'm like, I'm not ready yet. Like I'm not ready. And he stands up and he kisses me against my neck. And I'm ready. He sticks it in. And he just starts to thrust inside me. And boy, does it feel good. It feels rushed. And impassioned. And I'm taken. He's kissing me deep as he comes. His legs are shivering. His body is quaking. And he's doing that laughing thing that he does. And I gave up on caring if anybody hurt us. I turn around and I start to kiss him as I'm jerking off. And I lean him down. I pull his hair back. And I nut in his face. And he's licking it up with his hands. And before he even finishes swallowing it, I know this is a lot, I'm sorry. He leans back in to kiss me and I can taste the traces of myself on his lips. The whole thing maybe lasted 15 minutes. But it was an eternity. It was, it was amazing. I finished showering and I leave him in there, slowly peeking out of the door, making sure nobody's out there. I throw the towel around myself and run back over to a locker so I, so I can get dressed. I put my clothes back on and I head back upstairs once I'm fully dried off. And all I can say, all I can say is, thank goodness I dried my hair off. I sit back down at my computer and I decide to check a couple of emails. I was going to grab a couple of, well, really, I was going to grab a pack of gum for when I see Amir later on. I had told him before we went to work out and before he suggested that. I go work out with him. I said, Amir, I want to see where you work. Will you show me? And he says, yes. But he said, you got to work out with me first. <laughs> and so that's, anyway, we went to work out. Anyway, so I'm back at my desk and I know that we're going to hang out. I grab some gum and I glance over at my computer. I check a couple of emails. <sighs> you wouldn't believe how many emails come in in such a short amount of time. It's ridiculous. But anyway. And Sergio, one of my housekeepers, busts into my office. He's like, Mr. Brooks, Mr. Brooks, you are not going to believe this. And I'm like, 
what? And he's like, two guys were in the showers clapping cheeks. And my mouth drops open and I'm like, oh my God, I'm caught. They caught me. Oh my gosh, this is it. And he's like, can you believe that? And I was like, no, did you see who it was? And he's like, no, I didn't get a good look. They were pretty loud though. And I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, honestly, it was starting to turn me on a little bit. So I had to get out of there. And he's like, don't tell anybody I said that. And I just had to laugh. I was like, oh my gosh. It was more of a laugh of relief than it was a laugh of like, this is funny. Um, gosh, we were sloppy. After Sergio left, I texted Amir and I said, one of my housekeepers just overheard us having sex. He didn't see us. But I'll wait for you outside. I don't want anybody to see us leaving together. <laughs> and I grab my stuff and I exit. Amir comes out and he's bright red. He's not saying anything. He just has kind of like a, a low-key devious smile on his face. And can I just tell you, like he's dressed, like I said, casually him, which is really like fancy shirt, pants. But for the first time, I see him and he's wearing a cap. He's wearing a hat. And it just looks so good on him. Like he looks so, he just looks so fashionable. Low key, but fashionable, my favorite. Um, and he's like, I guess we were naughty, huh? And I was like, yeah, dude, we got to be careful with that. He's like, you're right. He said, like, come on, I'll show you where I work. We walk to the next building over. I didn't know he was so close. To the next building over, to the point where it really isn't the next building. It's like the next, how do I, how do I describe this? So like my gym is the bottom floor and the basement of a building. And then like the tennis courts are a, a, like a floor up on the rooftop and there's pools and tennis courts. And then there's an actual building attached to that. And it's kind of a, not a high rise, but like a, say a good seven or eight stories. Um, and that's his building. We take it, we go in, security's there. And they see him and they're like, you know, they say hello to him. Very like, just like at the restaurant, everybody's like, almost like rolling out a red carpet everywhere he goes. And we get into the elevator and we take it up to the pen, to the top floor. Um, I don't know if that's technically the penthouse or what. Anyway, we take it to the top floor and the elevator's open. And like, I gasp when I see the workspace. It's so... I don't know what I expected. I don't know what I expected. I just expected a plain old office space, but this looked like, I don't know, just there was something about it that was just so <sighs> expensive looking. How do I describe it? There was nobody there working, at least not that I could tell. Um, the front desk obviously wasn't there. It was a Saturday. Um, we open these two big glass doors and we walk in. And there's couches and just, I don't know how to describe it, but we walk through this office and everything, office, this, this workspace, and everything is like really like chic and nice. And we walk all the way to the back towards the window area and we go into his office and it's like, 
it's not an office. It's like a hotel. Like there's couches, there's TVs, there's all kinds of like stuff. He has like this little, like not even little, like this big patio space with a pool and like a little miniature like golf setup thingy going on. And I'm like, I realize I never asked him because I know he was kind of apprehensive about it. I was like, what do you do, Amir? And he just laughs and he says, I am an investor. I invest in companies. Um, generally, I provide seed money and I provide them business support, logistics support. I use my resources to grow small businesses and the big businesses. And sometimes, not my favorite thing, but sometimes I buy large businesses as well, too. The office was gorgeous. I mean, it was the type of place that was like, how do I describe it? I don't, I've never, I've never been in an office like this. It was like borderline a museum where people worked. And he told me about how his business works, about, you know, he said that they, of course, you know, buy small company, invest in small companies and grow them into large companies. He said they also buy large companies. And he said the other part of his business is that they have a think tank, essentially, where they identify market trends and needs. And not only does that help them with their investment, but they contract or, I don't know, I guess contract is the word, their think tank services to other investors and corporations so that they can identify trends and know where to invest their money as well, too. And I just stood there in this beautiful space, you know, just in awe of this man. And I said, Amir, you built this yourself? And he said, yes, essentially. He told me about how he used to spend time with his father, his father, who essentially would force them to spend time with him at work, he said, it wasn't just about learning a trade or a skill. He said that his father taught him the business of industry and the business of markets. And that's how he learned how to do what he does now. I smile and I say, well, maybe you can give me some investing tips with all this new money that I'm getting. <laughs> And I say it sarcastically because, kind of sarcastically, because the money that I'm making now is nowhere near Amir's level of money. And he smiles and he says, absolutely. He says, in fact, you should consider buying in on this tech startup that I just invested in. And he gives me the name. And I said, what do they do? And he says, they do energy storage. I was like, interesting enough for me. I'll buy in. He looked at me, watching me closely, like... He was searching for something in my eyes. He said, what if I told you I had $100 million? Does that change things? And all I had to do, I, I just, I rolled my eyes and shook my head. Of course not. Of course not. And he said, what about $10.5 billion? Was he saying he was a... It didn't matter. It didn't matter. It really is not about the money. And I told him, 
a mirror. Just give me time. I don't know how to prove it to you. I don't know how to shake off the things that have burned you. But if you give me time, just be with me and I'll show you. I don't care about your money. None of that stuff matters to me. What I like about what it is that you have is the story behind how you made it happen for yourself. Everything that you've told me you've been through and here you are and you're not an asshole. You're not callous. You're sensitive and you make me feel like anything is possible. I'm almost begging him at this point. Believe me. There is no dollar amount. There's no dollar amount that can change how you make me feel. I liked you before I knew you had money. And I've fallen in love with men who are broke. So please, just keep being you. Keep being the man that I've fallen in love with. And I didn't mean to say it. I didn't mean to say that. It just happened. But it came out with such ease. It was the truth. I, I fallen in love with him. And when I said that, he looked at me intently and smiled. I could see the tears in his eyes. I think he, I think he felt my genuine feeling behind what I said. I reached out and I brushed his tears back. And I pulled him in and kissed him on the forehead. And I wrapped him in my arms and I held him for a moment. And I said, Amir, don't ever feel ashamed for what you have, for what you've accomplished. You've been through hell. And you've managed to make a little bit of heaven for yourself, far away from that hell. Don't apologize for anything. I love you. And I love so many things about you. And the more I learn, the deeper I, I feel total admiration for who and what you are. It was almost as if my words stung him. His face wrinkled up. And more tears begin to flow. What was wrong? This wasn't this wasn't a happy cry anymore. It was almost a guilty cry. 
he latches onto me, pulling me into, uh, uh, in his grasp, hugging me tight, like, like I was in a bear trap. Claws dug into my back. His embrace was so tight, it was stifling. And he just says, I love you too. There are things about me that you don't know and you might not like if you knew. And I said, you know what? I think maybe we're more similar than you know. You might not like everything that I have to say either. And I said, tell you what? Ask me. And I'll tell you the truth. Whatever you want to know, I'll always tell you the truth, Amir. His face relaxed a little bit and he kissed me. And he gave me one of his wily smiles, type of smile that causes his, his dimples to show up. And he said, okay. Who's Tommy?